0: Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram now. With today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt.
1: Well, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today. Yes, I am Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and I do appreciate you listening. And so make sure that you send this to your friends, let them know that we do this show and and it's really geared to help us be the best version of ourselves so that we really are not trying to copy someone else, we're not trying to be somebody we're not, and we're not trying to cover up who we are and pretend that we're doing better maybe than we actually are. What we're trying to do is really be this this person in motion, that's becoming the best version of who you are. And so this is important to realize that there really is many different types of versions of myself, but we're wanting all of those versions to coalesce into really being the authentic person that God has called us to be. And so when he says, I knew you before you were formed, I created you in your mother's womb, how beautifully, wonderfully made you are. So what that means is that God is happy with everyone that he's created. Now, that doesn't mean he's happy every moment of every day. And he did have, back in the Old Testament, a time where he was very upset with what he had done. And he was very upset with what people had become. So, today I want to talk about this idea of being the best version of you, certainly. But one of the things that we do is we kind of collect a lot of props, don't we? So, what are the props in your life? And if we are are to think about what a prop really is, well, it props something up, right? It adds something, it accentuates something, it reminds us of something. And so when we look at really, truly just the definition of it, props are properties. It's, it's everything that, that's not a part of whatever is going on at the time. So if we were to look at it in terms of props when people are doing presentations or they're doing a play, whatever it is, it's a part of the set. It's the lighting. It's the costumes. And so it's what exactly means to make the show the show so all of us have our own show right i have the cynthia hyatt show that actually i'm talking about right now but i also have my life that's my show and i'm living my own show and so properties break down into a couple of different areas if we're looking at it from a more clinical perspective actually as if it were a play and so we have hand props have personal props, set props, dressings, mechanical special effects, and really what they're intended to do. Dress the scene. They contribute to the look and feel of the scene. They help fill space appropriately. They help to interpret the show. They contribute to the style and the mood of the play or the show. It adds information about the character of the show or the other properties, the other characters in the show. And it gives a lot of aid to the actor. And so it helps the actor in the character and to do movement and to really make sure that the business of presenting the person they're playing is seen. So props in and of themselves aren't bad. It's why we need the prop what is it doing for us? How is it helping us? Is it covering or is it a dependency? So think about the actor who continuously needs prompting of his or her lines because they won't take the time to learn their script. So when you think about this, like what ha- what really kind of spurred this on, <clears throat> excuse me, is that I came across this verse in the Bible that That I had, I mean, I've kind of read it before, but I never really read it. And this is 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 6 through 8. And this is what it says. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast so that you may be new, a new unleavened batch, as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the festival, not with the old bread, leavened with malice and wickedness, listen to this, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So that really struck me when I, had, when I really looked at this and I thought about this, and I realized Many times, the boasting that we are doing, these are props. We're trying to get people to look at a different thing than what actually is staring them in the face. And we're trying to prop things up so we look better. So ask yourself what are the props in your life? Maybe it's a talent you have, a skill, maybe it's money, fame, popularity, maybe it's your family. Maybe you like to tell everybody who your family is. Maybe it's your intelligence. That gives you the confidence to go out during the day, to interact with different people. How about education? Maybe that's the thing that's giving you the confidence to be able to express your thoughts and your feelings. How about appearance? How much do you depend on how you look? What about your age? And so maybe you don't want to say what your age is. Maybe you want to brag about what your age is. How about where you live, your house, your car, jewelry? How about pets? Okay. I mean, pets really are the best prop of all. They truly are. And I think that they do their job very well. And I'm very thankful for them. But they are a prop. And many times we see people bringing their pets out into public to different places, it's almost like a binky, right? Now, you know, if you've listened to this show at all, how much I love animals. But I want to think about what is this pet doing for me that I may not be doing for myself? So we have pets. How about associations? Who do we associate with? Is that a prop? Does that make us feel better because we know so-and-so? Or we hang out with so-and-so? How about clubs we belong to? groups? How about this? Is lying a prop? Do you use lying in order to evade a truth that you don't like or that you're trying to change? How about hiding? How many of us hide? How about doing things that are distracting? So we make so much chaos over here that nobody wants to call us out on maybe what we're supposed to be doing in our real life? How about relationships? Do you use people as a way to prop up your life? That if that person likes you or calls you back or you hang out with them, makes you feel better, you think that you maybe are now worth more or have more value? You see, props in and of themselves are very helpful. And I think that we need props. I want you to think about what about the person that has a broken leg, and they refuse to use a crutch, and so they re-break their leg. But what if that person never did the rehab, so they needed to use a crutch for the rest of their life? Think about the people that struggle with addictions. It's a prop. It's a great distraction. It's a great way to, to feel something different. And what happens then is, when they have to become honest about that addiction, They may fall apart. They may not have the necessary things they need inside of themselves to own what their life has become. So we have therapists for this, right? We have therapists. We have doctors. We have um, companions. We have sponsors that really help prop that person up so that they can truly be the person God has called them to be. So let me give you this verse again. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast leavens a whole batch of dough? So get rid of the old yeast so that you may be a new unleavened batch as you really are. Now, how many of us are willing to be who we really are or to let the world see who we really are? And it goes on to say, let us keep this event not with old bread leavened, with malice and wickedness. What this is really saying is, what are you putting into the mix of who you are? Is it going to change who you are into, a, into something that you, are, you were never intended to be? God is saying, I want you to have unleavened bread. You don't need the yeast that props everything up. You don't need that ingredient to make you look bigger than you are or better than you are. He's saying, I want unleavened bread. I want you to be flatline at who you are, sincerity and truth. That you are who you say you are. You show up and you are who you are. Now, that doesn't mean I'm against props. Trust me. I, I'm a girl... <laughs> Okay, (laughs) I love props, makeup, jewelry, clothing, handbags, right? I love all that stuff. So this is not, we're not saying that the props in and of themselves are bad. We're saying, what are we using them for? And how many props do we actually have? So what would it feel like if you left your house and everyone knew everything about you? and you had no way to hide. You walked out of your house naked. Oh my goodness. Well, we would all tell everybody, please go back in your house. But think about how vulnerable that feels. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about this idea. What are the props in your life? Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today. I hope that your week is beginning well, and hopefully that this show is helping you do that. So, I'm so appreciative of all of you who listen and show up on social media. Really appreciate that. This This show has been so much fun for me to do. It's also been so educational, because I'm coming up with things every week, and I have to research them. And so, I was kind of excited about this week's show when I thought about props. And see, it came about with this verse in Corinthians. And it starts with, your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough? So what, what, what the, the author is saying here is, you're, you're, you're boasting. You're trying to puff things up without using the yeast appropriately. You don't need that much yeast. You don't need to add that much stuff to the mix. What he's saying is who the bread is is perfect. That's, that's the goal. And so who you are, who God made you to be, is who he designed. It's what he thought up. He had an original idea. He thought about you. He knew you before you were born. He created you in your mother's womb. And he said how beautifully and wonderfully made you are. And he also realizes that once we come out of the womb, we're now in a place that is pretty difficult. And so many of us have to gather a lot of props. Now, think of the first prop a baby has, a binky, right? a little stuffed animal. They cry, they get a bottle. So props in and of themselves are not bad. What we want to think about is, are we using a prop because we're not developing a part of ourselves that needs to be developed and strengthened? Or have we added a prop to our life that really doesn't fit us, really doesn't belong? So this verse goes on to say, You just need a little bit, a little bit of yeast. What God is trying to say to you is, I made you complete. Whatever it is that you add on is fine if you want to dress it up a little bit. But he doesn't want you to change the original design of who you are. So he says, get rid of it. Be as you really are. And that takes a lot of courage. And he goes on to say that old bread, that old ways of being, of adding on things that are are not truly who you are, begin to flatten. And he says, I want you to have unleavened bread of sincerity and truth, because sincerity and truth is a great ingredient that can take the place of dead yeast. Because when God tells us that he has made us complete, and that he's happy with the design. What he's saying to us is, why are you adding these things? Why are you boasting about these things that I created in you as a way to puff yourself up, as a way to be bigger than life? Because somehow you're feeling like you're not enough. You're feeling like you're too flattened. And so God is saying, I want the pure person, I don't want you artificially puffing yourself up. I want the unleavened bread, the flat bread of sincerity and truth so that you are seen for who you truly are and that any add-ons that you do are simply that. It's like frosting a cake, right? But the cake in and of itself is great. So what would it feel like if you left your house... And everyone knew everything about you, like we were saying earlier. What if you were walking around naked? Now, that's why we clothe people. And this is why as soon as Adam and Eve saw the deficiency, because they chose to fall, they chose the sin, God had to cover them up. He had to give them a covering. So what do you use to cover? What do you cover up? See, usually we use props to support, to cover, to protect us, to distract or to hide. So, are props bad? Well, not in and of themselves. So, remember when we talked about the baby? How many of you had a pacifier when you were little or a favorite little stuffed animal that you wouldn't leave the house without? Did you hide under your bed if you felt like you were in trouble? Did you lie to get out of trouble? See, when we think about covering versus hiding, there's a big difference. Therapists cover. I cover people so that they have time to figure out who they really are, so they can have time to really let go of things that are propping them up but aren't really helping them, that are just propping them up temporarily and that are going to eventually cause a sinkhole in their life. So there's a big difference between covering and hiding. Now, I want you to think about, there are, there are about 10 things that God does with our sin, okay? And one of the things is that he, he covers. So he forgives our transgressions, and we see that in Psalms 32, verses 1 and 5. It says, David sought and received God's forgiveness, See the Hebrew word for this literally means lifted off. So the image was portrayed in John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. <clears throat> when Bunyan's the protagonist, the Christian was weighed down by the burden of his sin. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't know what my what the deal is today. So he was weighed down by the burden of his sin and when it came to the cross the sin fell from his shoulders, rolled down the hill and disappeared into the empty tomb. So you see, we know that unconfessed sin is a burden. You and I both know what it feels like to know that you've done something wrong, or you're doing something wrong, or your lifestyle is not what it should be, and you're hoping that nobody finds out about it. But see, when we confess it to God, like as if he doesn't know, right? He lifts it off our shoulders. It rolls away. It disappears. And guess what? We are left with the original design. See, God wants us to be who he originally designed us to be. He's very happy with it. And he's happy with you, even at the state you're in right now. See, I can say that for myself. I'm always working on something. You know, it never ends until we die, right? We're always going to have something we have to be working on or overcoming or needing forgiveness for or wishing that we could have done it different or hoping that someone doesn't find it out. So God understands that very, very clearly and very deeply. And he cares very deeply. So when he says he covers us, This is what we talk about when the high priest takes the blood of a sacrificial animal, carries it to the most holy place, and sprinkles it on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant because it symbolically covers the broken law, and it shields the sinner from judgment. And so God always has a way. He always makes a way. The hardest part for us is, are we going to accept the help that he has for us as he makes a way for us to be free and to not need all those props. So join me again as we talk more about the difference between covering and hiding. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Cynthia Hyatt, This is Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today. And if you're just tuning in, we are talking about this idea of props and that we all have props. And what are the props in your life? And are they healthy? Are they helping? Are they hindering? Did they originally help and now they're maybe hindering? So we were talking in the last segment about God and the things he does with our transgression. And what does he do with it? Well, well, the first one is he forgives. He forgives. And so that's imperative that we learn to forgive ourselves. Now, I don't know about you, but it's so much easier for me to forgive other people than myself. And so sometimes I have to forgive myself for not forgiving myself, right? <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds silly, but it's tough. And so what, what else does God do? Well, he covers our sin while we are working on it. He doesn't like to unnecessarily expose us. And so I say to clients many times, you know, the fact that you're here in therapy tells me that God's now going to cover this. Because the last thing that God wants to do is expose. But because he loves us and he wants us healthy, if that's the only option you're giving him, he will expose you. And you've seen this in... in. All the different, you know, media, people have been exposed all over the place. And so I remind myself that if I will just do it myself, expose it myself to a safe person, to God, to a friend, to a therapist, then I actually have the time to work on it. Because God doesn't have to say, I got to, I got to expose this because if you don't change, it's going to really harm you. So he doesn't charge us with iniquity, right? So think about that. Usually a transgression means that I need to pay something back. And what if the transgression is so big I can't pay it back? What if I can't fix what I've done? What if it's not undoable? Well, what he does then is he says, listen, I've got enough. I'll take it. I'll take it. You can charge me with it. And then he removes from us the guilt, the sin. And he says, you know what? I don't want you walking around with that. Because it will only cause you to do more. So what does he say in Isaiah 38, 17? He puts our sins as far as the east is from the west, and he remembers them no more. He doesn't see them anymore. He sweeps away our transgressions. And he cast them all into the depths of the sea. That's amazing to me that God would say, you know what, as much as I would like to think that you might learn from this, I think you might learn better if I forgive you, if I remove the burden from you, if I give you another chance. And so when we think about this, this idea that one of the things that God then did was took it on himself. And he says, I'm going to take that debt. So the point of this is I want you to recognize that God, that Jesus, the best prop you could ever have. He won't break. He won't let you down. He won't expose you unnecessarily unless that's the last ditch effort that he has to make. He really is the best covering we could have. And if I allow him to cover me, it gives me time to work it out. But if I just choose hiding, that will then need to be exposed. If I'm just hiding and covering my own struggles, my own iniquities, then what's going to happen is it's going to find itself out. And I tell clients every day, sin always finds itself out. It loves to be exposed because it loves to expose you. So the more that we are willing to take it on ourselves and say, I need to talk to somebody about this. I'm carrying this all on my own. I'm hoping that nobody finds out, and I can't fix it. I can't seem to fix it. So I better talk to someone about this so when you think about props right God is a great prop he wants to be used by you he wants that he wants to help you so what does he need to give you today think about that what are some props that might help you would it be you getting over yourself you forgiving yourself would it be stopping a bad habit Would it be maybe being truthful with someone, telling someone the truth? Would it maybe be, hey, I need something to help me stop something? Whatever that may be, I want you to think about props as helpful if we will let them be. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about this idea of props Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and we are talking today about props and what are the props in your life. And props are neither good or bad, per se, but it's what we do with them and why we use them. And what is the prop doing for us and how much are we depending on it? So in the last segment, we talked about the difference between hiding and covering. And see, covering is intended to be, in some ways, a temporary situation. My clothes cover me. We don't want people walking out of their house naked. Truly, we don't. And so I want you to think about why we would need covering. We need an umbrella, right? Well, covering is also an emotional situation. It's physical. It's emotional. Maybe it's intellectual. Maybe people know some information about me that I'm hoping they don't share. Maybe they know something about my past that I'm hoping they don't share. What if I need covering physically? Maybe I was a burn victim. So the covering helps me feel more confident. So when we cover... That's intended to be protection. It's not intended to be an excuse. When we hide, see, that means that we're not managing whatever the vulnerability is. Whatever the area is, physically, intellectually, socially, emotionally, spiritually, we are attempting to hide something that we're not contending with. And anything that is hidden shall be known and come to light. And God is very good about waiting as long as he can to not expose. And the only time he exposes us is either for good, because he's really proud of us and really likes what we're doing and and knows that it will help other people, or he exposes us because if he doesn't, it will end up really harming Harming who we are. So, the last thing that God ever wants to do is expose someone in their most vulnerable state. He wants to cover us, just as we want to do with our friends and family. So, when you think about this idea of a prop, props help us either be more of who we are or help us fill in the gap a prop helps us be able to move about or do what we need to do and so props are very helpful and we talked about in the very beginning of this show think about what are your props what props you up is it who you know is it a talent is it a skill that you have is it the amount of money that you have is it your car house the way you look If you look good, then you feel really good. And that props you up. If people say, hey, you look great, maybe it's fame. Maybe it's popularity. Maybe you're getting all kinds of stuff on social media that show you that, wow, people are really noticing me. And that's propping you up so that every day you look on those sites and you find that the numbers are dropping, then you're affected negatively. Maybe it's jewelry. Maybe it's a pet. We see a lot of people wanting to have, you know, a a pet come with them and help them and support them. We have all these emotional support animals, right? And I, man, I love animals. I do. But I also want to say to myself, is there something I can do that would help me to really better enjoy the animal versus needing the animal to make my life work? What about clubs or groups you're in? How about lying? Do you lie as a way to support yourself? Is that one of your props that you're really good at lying? How about relationships? Maybe you like to entertain people, and so one of the ways you make sure they don't know things about you is to distract them with jokes or stories or compliments so that they don't peer into your life. So this verse in Corinthians, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 and 8, really struck me. Because what it started out with talking about was, hey, your boasting is not good. Because it was saying that you're boasting about all kinds of good things that you're doing so that nobody looks at the bad things that you're doing. And that really hit me like a ton of bricks. There's nothing wrong with, you know, saying, hey, this is what I can do. This is what I have accomplished. But what if I'm doing that as a way, like a smokescreen, so that nobody sees behind the curtain? And so God is saying, hey, I want you to be like bread with no yeast. Because, see, we know that yeast pumps it up, makes it fluffier, makes it bigger. And unleavened bread is flat. And it's only the bread. There's no yeast in it. So God is saying to us, I want you to be like new unleavened bread. I want you to be as you really are. Not old bread that's leavened with malice and with wickedness. But he wants us to have sincerity and truth so that we don't have to pump things up and brag about all kinds of things that we do and use that as a distraction So that nobody sees the vulnerabilities that we have or the worries or the fears or the inadequacies or the, you know, how uncertain we are and how insecure we may feel. So what about this prop? Proper due or respect or recognition or credit. That's a big prop, isn't it? That's if, you've, if you listen to the show for any length of time, you know the shows that we have done about being seen. And so when we offer someone a prop, we're saying, hey, I see the good work you're doing. Hey, I see what's going on with you. I love what you look like. I love what you've done with your hair. I love the car that you drive. I, wow, I like how you do your business. I like how you, you know, parent your children. See, these are recognition and respect that help us feel seen. So those types of props are very godly in nature. He says to us that he sees us and that he sees us as beautiful and wonderfully made, and he's so glad that he made us. So that recognition, that respect, that credit is wonderful, and I think that we should shower it on one another all the time. I think we need it. I think it's helpful unless... We are really depending on that. You see, the problem with props are if I don't do the internal world, the internal work, then the external parts of me won't work. See, it's an inside-out job. So if I try to dress up the outside, hoping that it changes the inside, it's going to take a lot longer and probably not going to be very successful. So what God is saying is, do the internal work. I'll help you do that internal work, and I don't want to expose you while you're doing it. Because then the external world that you live in will work much better for you. See, this is a relational issue. Props can be very helpful when covering is needed. But if we use the prop to hide, then that's going to become worse. We're empowering the thing that we are trying to hide. So think about this. The doctor gives you a paper gown to, quote, unquote, cover you while doing an exam, right? It's a prop. You wouldn't wear it to work. We don't see hospital gowns, you know, being sold at Saksas Avenue. So it's a prop. But if it ended up becoming a dress, it would not do its job well. So think about, what am I doing? What am I using to cause people not to look at the thing I'm afraid they might see? So props are temporary. They help us get through the moment. They aid. They help when covering is needed. But like we said earlier in the show, think about the importance of crutches so that we don't re-injure something that's already broken. But if we don't rehab right? Right? Then we might need this prop for the rest of our life. So what happens when we begin to rely too heavily on a prop? Well, dependency is then created. And it comes down to this. Are the props in your life actually supporting you, being the best version of you, or causing you to become weaker, more dependent, less of you, more insecure, more afraid, and doing more to be what others want you to be versus being who you really are. So are you selling yourself out because of fear? This is what I want you to think about. What would happen if you just showed up as who you are? Who you really are. No dressing up. No covering, no hiding, just who you really are. So, this is why it's important to say if I don't want to do that, that doesn't, this is not condemnation. If I don't want to let people know who I really am, that's good information for me. Because I might have to look at, hmm, do I have false expectations on myself? Am I wearing you know, curses that have been spoken over me? Like people have said, you're an idiot, you're stupid, you're ugly, you're fat, you're dumb, whatever it is, am I wearing those? Do I need to cast that off? Am I pumping myself up? Am I propping myself up, hoping that nobody sees who I really am? So this is why this is really important to understand that props are neither good or bad. It's how we use them and why we use them. So I want you to think about the props in your life. How are you using them? I want you to think about, am I covering appropriately or am I hiding and hoping that nobody finds out who I really am or what I'm really doing? Because I don't want any of you to live a life with that kind of a burden. It really gets in the way of you being who you really are. And the world needs you because you're the only one. You're it. There isn't anybody else like you. And so I always am saying to clients, this really helped me when God said to me, you know, nobody can mess up as bad as you can. Nobody can do as good as you can. Because my good and my bad are still unique to me. And this is why it's important that I don't boast, that I don't brag that I don't try to cause and and deflect so that people only look at those things so they don't look at the things I know I need to work on. Now, if you're covering because you're working on them, I think it's great. But if you're covering hoping that nobody ever finds them out, I can guarantee you sin always finds itself out. I hate to say that to people. It's scary, but I know it to be true, and I've seen it happen in my own life. So there is no need for fear. God knows who you are and is very glad he created you. He wants you to enjoy yourself as much as he does. And one of the ways we do that is we use props appropriately. We don't let a prop be something that it can't be. We don't let a prop become a bad habit or an addiction See, I say to clients frequently about alcohol, I say, imagine, you know, the, the Civil War with no alcohol. Could you imagine? How brutal that would be and how mean that would be to these soldiers that were fighting so hard that were having to have their legs cut off in the middle of the battle. And they weren't given any, anything to assuage the pain. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. I want you to be the best version of you and understand the props that you are using. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week. We hope
0: this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music, as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at cynthiahyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website. At CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version.